Welcome back to Business at Bedtime, bedtime stories for grown-ups. Tonight's reading comes from Andrew Bolton's Copywriting is 30 or so Thoughts on Thinking Like a Copywriter. And this one is called Copywriting is Quiet or The Creative Science of Silence. The strangest sound I ever heard in a creative studio amongst a symphony of strange sounds was the word mushroom shrieked at the pitch usually reserved for announcing incoming mortar fire. For context, it was because a designer had carelessly let slip to colleagues that she was both afraid of and severely allergic to mushrooms. Her desk, predictably, had become instantly stroganoffed with around 40 of the brutes. Jostling for the top spot in the hit parade of odd noises are a variety of cackles, wolf howls, clangs, crumples and, even once, the sound of a large cake being hit with a cricket bat, a sort of airless whoop, if you're interested. Compiling such an audio compilation, aside from making me consider the market for a now-that's-what-I-call-agency-chaos cassette, made me ponder the environment we've created for ourselves. Under the banner of collaboration and creative energy, the studio has adopted the sort of sound ecosystem you would find in a canopy of a Brazilian jungle or a walkabout bar. In many ways, there's nothing particularly wrong with such an atmosphere. The vast majority of people working in a creative agency are doing so precisely because the peace and uniformity of a regular office makes them sweat. But while the clatter of creativity is good for our wayward souls, it may not be as useful for our minds. Now, my scientific knowledge extends no further than being able to identify, if not actually use, a pipette. However, I'm incredibly interested in the scruffy, hectic nature of what we do and the human chemistry behind what allows us to do it. In particular, I'm fascinated by the conditions that govern the most tangible part of our work, the creative state. There is, he said with no great authority, a neurological state known as the default mode network. In slightly simpler terms, this is the state of self-generated cognition. In actually simpler terms, it is allowing your mind to wander. The correlation between this state and the creative activity has been well established, demonstrating the power of unconscious, or at least less actively controlled, thought to produce ideas. In a way, it's an invitation to idle, redefining what a productive working state looks like for a creative. I'm sorry, madam, but I shan't get off of this hammock. Can't you see I'm default moding? Stillness, of course, is not the same as laziness. And if you use this knowledge as an excuse to nap or finesse your floundering fantasy football team, you are perverting the science. And your fantasy football team will invariably remain woeful. But to enter this hallowed state of creative inspiration, we need to manufacture the right conditions. Allowing your mind to truly wander is easier to achieve in a quiet place than it is in a room filled with people arguing loudly about how to treat potentially fatal mushroom poisoning. Stillness, quiet and calm are the triggers for the default mode activity that spawns your greatest ideas. Noise, chaos and, worst of all, a relentless flapping busyness suppresses it. Now, I'm well aware that not every creative enjoys quiet time. Working in isolation can be unsettling, even rather intimidating if you feel cut off from the challenge, support and filter of the creative pack. But 
Allowing some time every day to let your mind quietly steer you somewhere new will make you a better creative and a better collaborator. Some agencies are even experimenting with designated quiet time, where the only focus is unfocused thought. No emails, no meetings, no chat. So next time your studio erupts with the sound of a hundred monkeys in a bowling alley, seek out your quiet place and listen to nothing but the noise of your brain getting to work. Thank you for listening. Good night. Good night.